All right. And this is, listen, this is part two. You guys heard part one. And if you didn't, you got to go back and get it. This is part two, Frontline Rewind. I'm Les Carlson, Lanny Cordola, and Gary Griffin. This is amazing. And again, I want you to just sit back and enjoy this. It's deep.
Well, Dead Walking Cupido, Phil had that riff, and I just, I really liked it. It just sort of had this, uh, I don't know, 70s kind of super fly kind of thing going on. And yeah. <laughs> super fly. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it was just about this sort of people that are spiritually, um, well, Dead Walking Cupid all. I guess it kind of sums it up. And how we um, fall into traps of materialism and, um, and seeking um, other people's um, affirmations and, and validations and, and when we should really uh, seek something deeper. You know, I think that was the whole quest of that song. And um, Phil nails a vocal on it that conveys it much more than what I'm able to speak about it. So, yeah, this was a really great collaboration with Phil and, and Chuck. Um, Why Buildings Fall Down was... Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was... I like that. It's <laughs> great. I think it was just, you know, that metaphor of uh, without a foundation in anything in life. Yeah. Especially from a spiritual perspective, you know, down. a spiritual perspective. And, you know, that was 96. 96. Five years before buildings did fall down. They probably fall down wow, for that's the same true. reasons that even, people fall yeah. down, huh? Yeah. I think that was... Uh, no firm foundation. Why buildings fall down from chaos is the poetry.
on one more. Sorry. Because <laughs> this, this is a pretty special song, too, for us. Was, um, you know, we're always trying to figure out ways of trying to combine different things. I guess I've always been kind of doing that. And that was one thing great about Frontline is, you know, we come in and then, like, we, you know, the budgets weren't big, but they were something. And, mm-hmm. like, hey, Gary, man, let's, do you know anybody that plays, like, the nay flute? And you're like, oh, I heard about this guy named Jihad Rossi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jihad Rossi? Let's get him over. Right. <laughs> Bring him in. It's, yeah, so we did. And he turns out he's an ethnomusicological uh, musicological professor at uh, UCLA. And he brought in all these crazy instruments, which actually that's that's related more to Shades of Blue. But mm-hmm. um, but part of that quest of trying to fuse things without being gimmicky or just doing it, oh, hey, we did this and whatnot. But it's really appropriate. It actually works. Yeah, it actually works artistically. Yeah. And yeah. I was also my initive because I was starting to get into some rap because I love Gil Scott Heron and the Lost Poets and that tradition of poetry, social activism, um, not just gratuitous you know, gangster rap, mm. but rappers that could really say something mm-hmm. and yeah. move you. Uh-huh. Uh, and I thought Solo from uh, the Gospel Gangsters embodied that to the highest level. And he was so cool because I actually wrote this song. It's called The Longest Day in Mrs. Evers' Life. Mm-hmm. It was about the you know Medgar Evers. And um, so we felt like it would be really cool to incorporate a rap. So I actually had the audacity. I didn't realize they wrote their own raps. So um. I wrote the rap for him and said, okay, hey, Solo, man, here's the rap I wrote for you. And he looks at it and he's like, uh, well, bro, you know that we, we, we write our own raps. And I'm like, uh, oh, oh. Uh, I'm sorry. And he goes, no, no, it's cool. You got a couple good lines here, man. Give, give me about 15 minutes. And he used like a couple of the lines. Really? Yeah. And I, I just, I think it's one of the most brilliant raps, you know, because it just encompasses that, that social um, concern and, and, and outrage, but not in a militant way. And I yeah. thought he just, what a style, and blew my mind. He, he was in there like 45 minutes. Now, I'm not, you know, Rick Rubin or one of these rap empresario guys that have done a lot. I've got to work with Send Dog and Be Real from Cypress Hill and, and uh, Mellow Man Ace, and then the CMCs, we did some stuff with them. But uh, I got to tell you, Solo is up there with, with all of them. And so that's the longest day in Mrs. Ever's life. Chaos is the poetry.
November 22nd, a very special event. That will be at the Gas Lamp in Long Beach, California. Uh, it'll be our second annual Peace Jam. Uh, it's under the, the, the label Lanny and the MLKs, which stands for Miraculous Love Kids. Hmm. And we'll be promoting uh, that particular effort and uh, the release of, yes, the uh, An Afghan Lullaby, which will uh, proceeds will go to uh, helping uh, the family of Parwana and Korshid. It was produced by Gary and our other buddy, uh, William Edward Dagshire, who will also be playing bass uh, at our concert, in addition to our friends John Stamos, um, Jody Sweeten, Dave Coulier, Sheree uh, Curry from The Runaways, uh, Sendog from Cypress Hill, yeah. Robbie Wyckoff and Harry Waters from the Roger Waters Band. Wow. 
Philip Bardowell from uh, uh, the well from a lot of the music we heard today. Chaos is the poetry, the dirt, come on, and the Beach Boys, come on, and uh, let's great. see who Sandra Stevens. We have a, a a young boy band called Random that uh, I like to bring in some kids and you know kick out the jams with them, and then uh, we've got uh, some uh, young girl groups uh, coming out to. Uh, Sing with us and a, a group of vets called Soldiers of Sound. Wow. Is that it, Gear? I can't think of it. Man, this sounds like a really great event. And I hope Les will be there too, but uh, if not, maybe next year. Well, we'll see. I'm going to try. <laughs> what else you got going on? Well, I got my granddaughter's birthday, and it's well, really important to me, but all right, all maybe right. I'll bring her. Bring her? She could meet Uncle Jesse. I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to work on it. There you go. Uncle Jesse. But anyway, yes, uh, Off Gone Lullaby at our GoFundMe. Uh, it's also, you can look on my Facebook page. It's all brand new. But um, very um, proud of this effort with my musical uh, guru, Gary Thomas Griffin, and uh, our other uh, soul brother, uh, William Edward Dagshire. So thank you for the many years of uh, support and listening, and we appreciate and hope you can come out on November 22nd to uh, help out with, um, you know, with the, the benefit of the children that we're working with uh, in Afghanistan and Pakistan and um, making a joyful noise on their behalf. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Les. Thank you. All right. I'm <laughs> Les Carlson, and I'm going to introduce they know Gary Griffin who's going to introduce this next song. Go ahead, Gare. We did a record called Symbiotica, an electronica <laughs> record, and this is a great piece called Missionary, sung by a Ly- gal named Lygia, yes. who sang several of the cuts on the record. This is a great piece. This is, I don't know how to describe it, but just listen to it. Tell me what you think. Oh, 
Symbiotica was a record. This was a perfect example of how accommodating Frontline was back then. Lanny, we decided we wanted to do a electronica, <laughs> electronica record, which of course we knew nothing about. But we knew people who did. We had a great drum programmer named Tasso Katsos, who was great at creating, creating incredible loops. And so we said, "Can we do an electronica record?" They said, "Well, sure." <laughs> so, and, and I remember. I remember working, we worked on a very late at night out here. Yeah. It seemed like it was always like two in the morning. We we're just out here and just the ideas were flowing. We had all this electronic synthesizers set up here and we just just made these great tracks. And the whole record's great, but I think the best one to play is called Space for Rent, who sung by Kai. That's right. Now, who's Kai? Kai uh, was a singer that uh, used to be married to Matt Sorum. Okay, I remember now. Face for Rent's incredible. And here it is. <laughs> Symbiotica. Symbiotica.
to Salvation Medicine Show and the dirt. We didn't do the dirt? We didn't do the dirt. All right. Give us some dirt. Give us some salvation. Give us some dirt. Well, I don't know. For me, this last song on here, Street of No Hope, which is kind of audacious when you have five songs sung by, you know, Phil Bardowell is a pretty, pretty, pretty great singer. But there's certain, I've just sort of felt like it's, there's, there's certain great singers and then there's certain people that can sing something that's coming from their own soul, that there's a, kind of a truth about that. And mm-hmm. I've made peace, you know, with that because um, it's just something that feels right, you know. And um, so this Street of No Hope song, I think, was one of those ones where really I wanted to address this idea of homelessness. I always, it was always a little uncomfortable with this labeling someone homeless. And, uh, and why? How does this happen? You know, what what steps go wrong and, you know, what as a society, what as a body of believers, what as a culture that we allow people to slip so far uh, out of, you know, the just the basics. Mm-hmm. And so this was a character study um, around a... A girl? Um, around a young woman, yeah. Who didn't uh, wash her hair for three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. I mean, it's a great song. Hadn't washed her hair in nearly three weeks. She'd make a good life, but she won't let no one near her. And, uh, well, yeah, I've, I've, it's really been on my heart lately, too. I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to fit that into the, you know, Afghanistan, Pakistan, the vets, and, and, and all this other. But, you know, this is your life now. You Somehow you, you do your best you can. Uh, there was a woman I'd written a song for, I don't know, a few months ago. Her name was Violet. And she was a homeless woman, and uh, she was she had her, her bench. And one night, a guy decided he's going to light her on fire. And, uh, and my grand my great grandmother's name was Violet. So was, I, I I thought about like my what if that was my great grandmother? I go, I, I, when you, when you think about it on a personal level, it really um, tears you up. So, but the only way these things are going to change is if we address it. And as songwriters and artists, this is us to, that should be part of our offering. Mm-hmm. You know, direct action, but also make it part of our art. I find so many people that get, and get involved in social issues will, you know, be involved in the social issue. Then all of a sudden, you know, um, they start playing Lady Gaga songs or something. And, and I'm like, well, that's cool. Nothing wrong with Lady Gaga, but why don't you write a song about, like, what you just experienced? Mm-hmm. Bring that into the mix. And, um, and, and I think it keeps you also on track of, you know, doing what, why, why you're doing what you're doing. 
So uh, that's kind of part of the, what I'm trying to encourage, you know, younger artists to. Um, you know, unfortunately, in American music has become popular music has become like a blood sport. Let's go on American Idol and try to bludgeon someone else to death, uh, you know, with our vocal prowess. And it's like, well, wait a minute now, where, 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 where's the song? What are you trying to say? Let's, yeah. you know, and 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 all that kind of stuff. So yeah. singing is spirit. I mean, it, yeah, you know, it is, and the most moving vocals are when the singer is singing from their heart, their soul, their spirit. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a lot of people that can hit all kinds of notes all over yeah. the place, but if it's if they're not there when they're delivering it, then people sense it. You know? Well, that's there's a scripture, right, that says, um, I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding. And uh, that sort of helped liberate me as well. Because for a long time, you know, you sort of depend on why I need a singer. It's like, yeah, I love playing with great singers. Nothing better. But, so far, I haven't been able to get too many to come with me over, over overseas, so I'll just start to... You got a gig in, in uh, Pakistan. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to check my calendar. <laughs> exactly. So, and everybody, you know, has a voice, and they should mm-hmm. figure out how to use it in the, the mm-hmm. best way that they can. Yeah. Or, or not, if, depending on... Some shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you could find something, you know what I mean? Uh, spoken word yeah, or, or that's right. you know, I don't know. You never know. Uh, so are you going to do this song, this one? You sang this one? Yes. So Street of No Hope on Magdalene the Dirt. Street of no home. 
the street of no hope So also, I want to say that if you want to see some of the live things that uh, Lanny and Gary did in the studio, you can go to Frontline Records YouTube and actually see them performing. And I'm just sitting there on the side, but it's awesome. <laughs> I'm so close to Lanny's guitar. I can't believe it. You remember Mrs. O'Neill? Nope. No. <laughs> songs you go mm. I don't remember much about that one <laughs> that one I remember she was great um, and she liked it so uh, that was that, yeah. that succeeded so Mrs. O'Neill from Salvation Medicine Show
Well, I really am fond of Confessions from Asylum Town. You probably don't remember that one, do you? Oh, you yeah. play some exquisite accordion. Really? Yeah, on piano. So anyway, this song, Confessions, I, I lived in a place um, in Huntington Beach at the time, and I was in a reflective mood, and, and um, the full title is Confessions from Asylum Town, and, and um, it was about, you know, family and friends, and, and uh, which really, at the end of it all, is the most, some of the most important things. Now, the, the family is expanding. Got little Afghan girls and boys yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So there's a poem by Rilke that says, I live my life in widening circles that reach out across the earth. I like that one. So anyway, this is a Confessions from a Salvation Medicine Show. GoFundMe at an uh, Afghan lullaby. Okay, that's it. That's it right now. We're gonna, you know, go to all all the other places as uh, as soon as we can. Um, But I've just, you know, I've been traveling over there, and I'm getting back, and 
figuring out uh, all the other avenues. All right. <laughs> Good news. That's where you can get it. Go find me. <laughs> what key going to be in? Shades of Blue. That was a great record. Yep. Yeah. That was a little uh, Till We Get the Healing Done, yeah. Written by? Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Featuring the incredible Sandra Stevens. So, who, uh, do you remember when we discover, discovered, when we first heard Sandra? <laughs> yes, I do. We had her out here for a previous record we had done. She was out here to be a backup singer on something, remember? Yeah. And we needed her. We needed a lead vocalist on something, and she was very shy. We said, "Sandra, could you sing lead on this?" She said, oh, "Okay, okay." You remember what song it was? It was a Christmas song. Yeah. It was uh, what was it? Silent night. Yes, yeah, silent night. Holy night. <laughs> she stepped up. <laughs> We're like, what? And sang that. Oh my God! It was I mean, and these weren't like this. wasn't like regular silent night. It wasn't. It was like silent night. You know, it was like all the jazz chords. And, she was oh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and because you can really fall off and do schmaltzville, but she sang it like I would say like a Billie Holiday or something. Oh, I mean, it was Billie Holiday point nine. Yeah, it was amazing. So we started looking for songs <laughs> that. Well, first of all, Sandra's the kind of singer like Phil Bartowell that can sing the phone book and, yeah. you know, make it make it good. But, uh, yeah, I think that one is just really an important song because of the whole message of music and healing. Yeah. And our friend John Stamos played congas. Remember? He did. He played congas on this record. He's yeah. a great con. Everybody wants to think, well, he's just an actor. How could he be good at, at drums or congas? He's a drummer, too, isn't he's he? A, Excellent, excellent drummer, drummer. excellent percussionist, yeah. great conga player. Yeah. So he played, oh, that's great. That's he really finds a good pocket. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Till we get the healing done. Yeah. Till we get the healing done, shades of blue. Down those old ancient streets. Down those old ancient roads. There together you and I must go Till we get the healing done Till you deal with the poison inside Sometimes you gotta sit down and cry When you deal with the poison inside Till we get the healing done Oh, till we get the healing done 
Guys, I really enjoyed this. This is great. Uh, this great really was chatting with you. Good chatting with you too, Gary. And uh, I mean, the history that goes on in in this place that we recorded in, and also just the, your stories, your lives, the things that you've experienced. But uh, you know, to to talk about where the rubber meets the road. I mean, knowing Jesus and and what's being done in the name of Christ and in your ministry, and it's just amazing to hear these stories. And it was a pleasure to meet you guys. Thank I, you. I guys. enjoyed this show so much. Fly, 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 fly,
You make me happy. You made me so happy. So very happy. I'm so glad you came into my life.